Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sip on the go with a Starbucks Ice Shaken Espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. Welcome to Performance Anxiety. I'm your host, Mark, and I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, AKG, for sending us the podcast for Essentials Kit. It is the best, most economical way to start your own podcast with high-quality products. This is a Performance Anxiety Podcast first. We welcome Livio Ercoli of the punk band Round Eye. Round Eye is based in Shanghai, China, but the band is not Chinese. It's full of expats. Livio talks about how he got to China from Italy in the first place and how he started playing music there. He talks about how things are changing there and not for the better. He also tells a story about having a meeting with the Minister of Culture about shutting down Round Eyes tour while reviewing screenshots of the band members' phones and threatening to deport everyone, but doing the tour anyway in the most underground punk move ever. The new album is a wild one and was produced by Mike Watt from Pedro. This is a great episode and I know I learned a lot. Follow Round Eye on Facebook and Instagram. Pick up the new album, Culture Shock Treatment, on Paper and Plastic Records. Follow us at Performance ANX on all the socials. Coffee is happily accepted at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. Cool stuff like shirts, mugs, onesies, shower curtains are all available at performanceanx.threadless.com. Now let's take a trip to Shanghai with Livio Ercoli and Round Eye on Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network. So, hey, what's up? Uh, it's Livio from Round Eye. You're listening to Performance Anxiety Podcast. I play bass. Band Round Eye, based in Shanghai, China. Our new album is Culture Shock Treatment. will be out very soon. It's being printed right now. And uh, you can find us on the major platforms like Spotify, iTunes. And you will soon be able to find our record in the stores. Did I miss something? Okay, okay. <laughs> oh man hey i appreciate this this is a i think this is a first for me as i'm sure it is for many people who speak with you guys so um i will try i'm gonna have to ask you questions you've been asked about a million times already it's all right <laughs> so i'll know how to answer exactly <laughs> but i'll try to get a few in there that maybe are, you haven't heard so many times mm-hmm. we'll see how so okay. looking 
at the video here, it looks like you've got the album artwork behind you hanging up. Is that right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You are, you are correct. This is the original artwork, actually. Wow. Uh, I am the owner of the original <laughs> artwork. It's in my living room. That is awesome. <laughs> was, that, was that created specifically for the album? Yeah. Nice. This is a friend of mine from my hometown, actually. Oh wow! Uh, who lives? Yeah, who lives in Beijing, and I actually haven't seen him uh, since he moved. He moved before me. He moved probably around ten years ago. I moved seven and a half, almost eight years ago. Okay. But I we never really got to see each other. But I know that he's there, and you know we are somehow in touch, uh, messaging, and and so on. So we were looking for, um, you know, the, the, the cover, the, the artwork for the cover. And said, like, look, I, guys, I have this friend of mine and he's a great artist. It does not. I think he's, he's done only a couple of covers for for albums in the past. But okay. it's that is not really what he does. It, he just you know, has, you know, exposes his art in galleries and so on. Oh, OK. Um, He's extremely talented. It's called Filippo Cattella. And uh, yeah, I, I asked him, I said, look, we got this tiny budget. <laughs> Do what you want for that budget. Uh, I, we kind of, um, I, I explained a little bit the concept of the album, uh, the idea behind what, you know, what, what behind the music and also our idea for for the, the cover art, um, meaning, not really. We didn't tell him what to do, but right. you know, the sort of uh, to describe a bit the album, and that's what yeah. he came up with. Just pretty fit. I, I would say matches quite well the the the, the whole uh, the, album. Yeah, it definitely goes with the theme of the album. It's fantastic, and I, you know, yeah. you guys are artists yourself. You know what? You know what? You just give them the the concept and let them do their thing. Yes, exactly, sure. exactly. There was, uh, and we were from 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 the first draft that he sent us. We were like, "Yes, yeah. that's great. <laughs> you nailed it, one hundred percent." So yeah, it's very happy about it. And then I bought I bought the art. <laughs> he shipped it to me from Beijing. And they're like, "I I need to have that right now." <laughs> that is awesome. But now you're obviously not Chinese. So no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but you're from Italy originally, right? I am, and. Uh, how did you get started playing? Was bass your original first instrument, the one that you started with, or was there another route into music? No, I, well, you know, I used I started playing a bit guitar with my brother, my brother, older brother than me. He tried to teach me guitar, and of course, it didn't work. <laughs> but uh, because he was teaching me, no. Yeah, but right. then he's been the bass, needed a bass player, and said, "Look, maybe with two strings less, I can I can do it." <laughs> started sounds like a sounds like a brother thing to 14. say. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that's what I did. And so basically, yeah, I would say bass is the first instrument that I've played. And I have changed since. But you're also an architect. I am. Yes, I, I, I'm mostly an architect. Right. I'd say my profession uh, that pays the bills is uh, architecture, yes. Okay. So, That's why I moved to China. Oh, okay. So now back in Italy, were you playing in, in bands a lot or were you yes. focused mainly on architecture? I... Um, well, I did both. Um, I was studying. I graduated in in, in Pisa, my okay. hometown. And when I was there, yeah, I, I, since I started playing, I've been playing in many, many bands, many ah. genres, and so on. So I've always I've always been playing music. Oh, okay. uh, the last big band that I was in back home was an Afrobeat band. Oh wow! Like, well, yeah, it was a completely different um, <laughs> genre. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah it was was a lot of fun it's always been fun and we always been playing out uh, you know shows and, and so on so okay and my first year in china actually i was not playing because i didn't know anybody who was in bands and my uh, circle of friends at the time were not really into live music it was more like more like a club clubs sort of thing uh, that yeah. i'd never really enjoyed uh but then when i started you know i met people around then i started playing in a band it just completely changed for me uh, i don't hang out with those people anymore <laughs> <laughs> you said you came to china like like seven years or so ago approximately uh, almost eight years ago this was november 2013. how does you okay so you've obviously been there a while now how does your employer yeah. Project? Do they say, "Hey, we want to send you to China for me"? You know, uh, six, oh, seven, no. ten years, or is it something no. you ask them? How did that happen? Uh, it's it's not like that. I I applied from um, actually at the time I was in London. I moved to London for for work, and then I did an internship there. I couldn't really find another job, so I said, "You know, screw this. I got nothing to lose. Let's go to China." And I wow. did an interview. Skype interview and a month later I was here so wow. it was very quick yeah um, that really it just I didn't know anything about China anything about Shanghai at all I was like I really need to start something doing so, something so you're you're working for a Chinese company you're not working for an Italian company that sent you to China or anything like that exactly I don't work for a company uh, back home that sent me here. Okay. Uh, I started in a Chinese company, but then shortly after I moved to a, the current company where I'm working at is a German company. Ah, uh, okay. And you are now in a punk band that's full yep. of people who are not from China. It's all yes, expats. And and the, correct. Funnily enough, I love the band name Round Eye. Like that, that killed me. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I got to talk to these guys. This is just such a great story. How did you... Yeah, yeah that's true. So you said that the first year or so you're, that you weren't really into the music and you weren't playing music. How did you start yeah. playing music in in China? That sounds China. very daunting. Actually, through a colleague of mine at the time, she used to sing in a band. And I'd actually never seen her singing at the time. Uh, but she was friends with with, uh, with my bandmates now. Okay. And she told me, well, look, I, because I told her I was playing bass, and she told me, they, these guys are looking for a bass player. Why don't you go talk to them? So I got Chachi's contact. Chachi's the uh, lead singer and, and of the band and guitar player. Yeah. And then, yeah, then that's how it started. The band actually started two years earlier. So the band is almost actually more, slightly more than nine years old. Wow, and this was Chachi and Jimmy Jack is the drummer, mm -hmm. uh, with other couple of uh, guys that are not in in, uh, in China anymore. Um, they started the band nine years ago, and I am actually the third bass player of the band. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, and the band it's punk, but you guys also have a sax yeah. player. Correct. Yes, yeah. that was that was from the beginning okay. the, the idea.
the was, band started with a saxophone. I had to find that out because that was, that's very unique. Well, in, you know, the, in, um, the Stooges, um, they, they, they used ah, to have. Okay. See, I'm not. They're in their most fa- famous albums, right? I am uh, not really well versed in punk, as you will find out throughout this conversation. I, I <laughs> No, but it's it's honestly it's more like um, the saxophone. You know, it, it's uh, it's an instrument that it's been around for a while. <laughs> it's in rock and roll. Yeah, but it's not. It's true though that it's not so popular in uh, in more popular bands. Not necessarily in punk. I mean, I, there's this. Uh, <laughs> you, when you think about saxophone, you think. You know, whatever, what it is, what is it? Uh, like 50s, wham, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, or oh, 80s. Also, yeah. there was like Bruce a, Springsteen. Yeah. Correct. Things like that. Um, which is not exactly the way we approached <laughs> this, this thing. That's for sure. Um, no, it, we we want. I mean, I wasn't. A, I didn't start a band, but the the idea behind having a saxophone has always been, um, let's try to, as I said, approach this instrument in a different way. Let's just try to blend this into a, a completely different kind of music that usually, as you said, don't really fit with, with the saxophone. So it slowly became really part of our sound. It actually not slowly, immediately <laughs> became part of the part of the sound. And um, especially this new album, this is a culture shock treatment is the um, first album where Mac it recorded songs with us. Okay. Mac is, now he's in Taiwan. He's not in Shanghai anymore, unfortunately. And his way of playing is also very different from the other, from the past saxophone players. Okay. Uh, and in a way, I believe these albums, especially, there are some songs where the saxophone is definitely important, so important that we cannot really play those songs without the saxophone. Right. <laughs> when yeah. the sax player is not around, there are certain songs that we cannot play live because the the song is the saxophone riff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the saxophone yeah. is front and center. It's the main focus of the song. Yes. And is the songwriting in, in, in the past and on the new album, is it collaborative or is Chachi coming in with stuff uh, done or is there somebody else who's the main songwriter or, or is it collaborative? It's, it's always collaborative. Um, of course, the thing is, Chachi, he's the one who's going to put vocals on right. songs. So it kind of, I think he has a, a way of, of looking at a song and saying like, I cannot sing on this part, like we have to change it. So I would say often he has the last word on, on what's happening in, in the arrangements of the songs. And, and that's, that helps him in, in his, uh, when he has to, to start the, writing the, the vocals. Right. Uh, so in general, yeah, it's very collaborative and changes a lot. So songs can be, uh, uh, can start in a way and end in a completely different way. Sometimes we, we put together parts of different ideas and, you know, and it's always, yeah, very collaborative. It, it's never, okay, this is it. This is the song you guys, that's it. What you right. have to do. There's not such a thing. So yeah. So there's nobody's coming in with a complete song saying this is, this is no. it. Everybody gets to add their, their piece to it and make yeah. it, make it round eye. Yes. Correct. A few months ago, I had a, a comedian on who mm. performed in China and he, he's an American, uh, lives in California, but he got a chance to go over and judge a competition, a, a comedy competition for expats. And okay. he told me that there, you can do anything you want. No problem. You can talk about anything except for the three T's, which oh, yeah. Taiwan, Tibet, and Tiananmen Square. 
is, is are there similar restrictions with playing music over there? So or is, yes, it, is uh, it as open with music? Maybe is a better question. Um, th- those topics are really controversial here, for, not just for comedy, but you can imagine also being a teacher in in China. You definitely get that memo from day one. Yes. You cannot certain things. Right. And for music, I would say, of course, the, for, for official events, let's say festivals or whatever, whenever, whenever you are required to submit your lyrics, of course, those lyrics have to be clean, meaning you cannot say certain things. Okay. Either they are clean from the beginning or you clean them up. <laughs> you just remove parts that you don't want them to see. Oh, wow. It's not, okay. uh, it's not so nobody's really checking, you know. Okay. It's so, so much that we do that. We can submit these lyrics and they're changed and talk about candies and fairies. Yeah. But then on stage, we still perform and, and do the whole thing as nothing changed. So, um, okay. in a way... I don't know, I guess, I guess it's also, you know, if you're a comedian, going back to that topic, it, it, what your, your art form are your words only. Right. In, in music, it, it's, oh, there's a lot more to it. So yeah. the words are just part of it. So I, I would say it's not so controlled. Nobody's going to come up after the show and saying, oh, what did you say about that thing or Taiwan or Tiananmen Square? Right. Never, that will never happen. Okay. Especially if you're playing really loud and they can't understand what you're saying. Correct. True. <laughs> so you, know, you guys, how what's what is touring like over there? Are you guys playing uh, locally, or do you get to tour different areas of China? We we do both. Um, of course, we we play in Shanghai quite often, mm-hmm. but we just we have just finished a short tour of six dates around China outside of Shanghai. Oh, this cool. was during. May holidays. We had a few days of holidays for um, in, in early May. So we went to Jiaxing, um, Wuhan, Chengdu, Chongqing, Kunming, and then we did the last show in, in Shanghai. Um, and when you tour in China, um, it's, it's, it's good and bad okay. <laughs> for, certain, for certain aspects. It's definitely good for the fact that we don't have to carry with us all the equipment, but just only on our instruments. And then we just do by train, bullet trains that are super fast. Oh, so cool. you can, so those cities that I mentioned earlier are far away from each other, like very far. Yeah. We are talking about six or seven hours train that goes 300 kilometers per hour. So it's like very, very far. Yeah. So the good thing is that you can do it and you are just sitting on a train. You don't have to drive <laughs> right? and you don't have to carry your drum set in your back seat. But, but, but at the same time, it's exhausting. I have to say we were exhausted after these six dates. We we're really tired because it just, you know, you don't sleep much and you have to wake up in the morning cause you have to get the train. Uh, you sleep three hours a night and uh. it's just, uh, you stay on the train and sleep. It's just not, very comfortable. Oh, yeah. Sleeping on a train is not like sleeping in a bed. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, we can still do it. We still do it, and we like to, doing it. Uh, it's a very different uh, way of touring, that's for sure. Is is there a problem finding gigs being expats in China? And, or is it, or, are clubs or, or events yeah. willing to have you just because, you? I guess, over there, it's, it's kind of an oddity. A bunch of white guys, you know, playing punk music. 
So it's, you know, it's changing and it's changing in worse, I have to say. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, we could really do and could whatever we wanted, find shows wherever, nobody cared. And there was, you know, you are foreigner, you are Chinese, Chinese band, mixed band, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You are on the bill, that's easy, boom. And you get your money from with whatever agreement you have with the bar or the okay. band. Now it's very different. Now, as foreigners, you are technically actually not allowed to play because you need a, a special permit, a sort of a special uh, performance visa. That's what it's called. Oh, wow. And you basically have to pay to play. Uh, this visa, performance visa, is uh, you have to pay for it. And you have to submit wow. a bunch of documents. You have to submit the lyrics or, or the videos of the songs that you have. It's a very long and, and annoying process Wow. that, that you have to do every time and you have to send it to the venue and the venue will have to submit this so it's very very official yeah um this is when the venue has to promote the show and you uh, they, they will say this band blah 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 is happening coming to, to this venue mm -hmm. um and as there, there is a door there's a there's like entrance a fee. cover yeah if if that's the case you have to do all these kind of things wow if that is, it's a bit more underground, maybe you, you don't have, really have to, but it's definitely more risky also for the venue. Okay. We have had friends who have been not arrested, but they, they got the police coming to the venue. So they had a, they had to pay a fine. The venue pays a fine. And we are oh. talking about a lot of money. I don't exactly, I wouldn't really know exactly how much I'd say, I would say around like two or 3000 euros oh, for wow. the whole band. Yeah, it's like wow. that was a lot of money. Yeah. Now you guys actually got in trouble during a tour, right? Yes. Yes. And you ended up having tea <laughs> with a minister of of something or that. Yes, we did. What what happened um, there? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Okay, so that time, a bunch of things happened, unfortunately, at the same time. Uh, this is 2015, January. Okay. And uh, in, uh, for New Year's Eve that year, so 14 to 15, there was like a, a big stampede happened in Shanghai. Okay. 36 people died because this, this started running and wow. it was a super crowded area. So a lot of people died. And because of that, our our tour was was scheduled, well, of course, way before that, uh, mm. and was scheduled for January fifteenth or something. So a few weeks afterward. Okay. Uh, but as soon as that happened, they tried to immediately crack down on big events, gathering people. For instance, since that uh, event, since that horrible thing, uh, basically. People are not allowed to stay in that area where that event happened anymore. Oh, so wow. they, they immediately changed everything. Wow! You can at the t before this event you could have firecrackers for for um, New Year's Eve. Now it's all gone. You don't have that, and, and you can imagine how important that was for Chinese culture. Yeah, yeah. Shanghai, you cannot have fireworks anymore. Wow! <laughs> it's crazy. But anyways, I'm I'm, I'm out of topic. Of That's topic. okay. That's no, okay. okay. So, uh, that that year, um, also uh, one of the major, uh, how can I say, like maybe either the mayor or someone in the Ministry of Culture just got promoted or whatever. So this guy somehow got to see that we were playing and that we were on tour with this band, The Boys from from the UK. Okay. Um, 
and uh, they did not like the poster of that tour. Wow. I will explain why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically contacted every single venue all over China, not just Shanghai. They contacted all the venues for the tour, and they told them that we could not play. Wow. So every venue got back to us saying, hey, guys, I'm sorry, but they, they just called us. The cops, the police called us. We cannot have the show. So all every single one. And wow. the Chachi and our guitar player at the time, Gil, they, they both got called into the Ministry of Culture for a tea. That's what they, that's real. That's what they say. Yeah. We'll just have a tea. And it they had a nice. tea. It sounds very nice, but actually it wasn't. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, no, I would say they, they were not mistreated or anything. Right, it's right. Just, it was scary, though, for them. <laughs> uh, so they got they got there, and, and the, the, the guy in front of them, it was like a typical uh, good cop, bad cop scenario. Ah. So the guy in front of them was a, was nice, and he was basically looking at a, uh, an album of photos while talking to them. Uh, and all these photos were basically screenshots of photos of these two guys phones so chashi and our the other guitar player they they got controlled and they got called in and they, this guy was just looking at all these these all their photos and everything oh my god uh, while saying guys as you know you cannot have this tour and if you do you're basically you will get deported right that was the bottom however we did the tour anyway <laughs> <laughs> True punk. But with, uh, without, of course, the official channels, and we did only two or three shows. Uh, this was by word of mouth, and yeah. no, no phones allowed. And you know, there was like in basements and so on. Right. So we risked, and well, it, it worked out, but it was kind of scary, kind of scary time. So, what caused the the problem? Uh, okay, I don't, I don't really know who who because, of course, as you, you can imagine, like our tour was not moving a lot of people right was not moving any money or anything it's right. a bunch of you know guys that are playing rock and roll yeah okay that's what it is really um it's not bon jovi right, right. Uh, <laughs> that's not rock and roll either. exactly <laughs> so i don't know i don't know how they got to to know about us as i said the poster definitely there was one of the, the we were very naive at the time let's okay. put it that way the poster was a beautiful artwork again by a Chinese guy uh, who is in Chengdu, I believe. Um, his art is very controversial. Is is um, oh, he's very okay. critical politically. And this poster was uh, uh, the, basically the, the in the foreground. There was this girl wearing um, a, a uniform of some political um, group of for young kids who could be the scouts, whatever. But it's politically related to the Communist Party. Okay. And this girl uh, had his, her legs open, and from her vagina, there, there was like a squirt of blood. Oh. And in the blood, there was like the boys and round eye for the first time in China, blah, 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 blah. Oh. with all the dates. You know? Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's described like this is horrible, but it, it's really, <laughs> if I, I'll send you, <laughs> I still have it. Okay. Anyways, they did not like that, um, as you can imagine. I can imagine, yeah. But the, the band loved it. Also, yeah. the boys were great. Like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And at the, at the time, we were naive. Now we learned, and we are not going to do that again. Right. <laughs> but the new album, it's mm. very critical of communism and, yep. the, and the, the Chinese government. So you guys still are taking a risk. Is, 
you said you had to uh, submit lyrics and all. How, so how does that all work? I mean, are you, are you guys running a huge risk by producing this album and, and playing these songs? Okay, so as I said, like, okay, technically, let's put it that way. Technically, yes. Meaning, if somebody wanted, they could say, you guys cannot say these things, blah, 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 and we could get in trouble, technically. Right. But the reality is that this is never going to happen because nobody's really going to, first of all, listen to our music. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they do, they you can't really tell what's happening in the lyrics. And even if you read the lyrics, you might, I mean, there's just so many things that they have to go, it, should, it would have to become a sort of a, you know, let's keep let's get these guys out of china because for whatever reason you'd have to become like somebody's point of focus yeah. you have to really really want Correct. okay exactly. public enemy number one yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous you know us come on yeah um <laughs> so as i said yeah technically yes but the reality is that nobody really cares what we say okay about what we say the new album, I, I like it a lot. And like I said, I don't know a whole lot about punk. Punk is not my main focus, but the songs are really cool. And you guys, like, um, I mean, Red Crimes. see there uh the, the now you sing a song on there is that is that right the, yeah I, and i'm not even I, I don't know italian so um uh, yes. man. that i like that a lot that's really good There was a, a jam that we recorded months before, and then we decided just to put it together kind of last minute almost. Okay. So you guys do a really wild cover of Endless Sleep. Mm. The uh, old 50s, 60s song. Um, yeah. Jody, who the hell did that originally? Jo Jody something. I can't remember. But I also can't remember. <laughs> that was Chachi's <laughs> idea, and it was really cool to to completely change that that song and made it so so dark. It is, I mean, too much darker than what it is already. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's a pretty gruesome song, especially from what I was reading the original lyrics. You know, it's, you know, because in the end, in the original version, he get he the he saves his girlfriend who's being drowned mm. or something and and but the original lyrics apparently that uh, he didn't save her they had made him change it at the end so it wouldn't be so oh, okay. dark well, that, uh, uh jody reynolds yeah. i just looked it up jody reynolds okay yes but man do you guys slowed it down and made it yeah. creepy i love it 
yeah, yeah. It's it, and it was a good song for the. This is the last song of the album, and it was a good way of ending such a frantic album because most songs are actually very much the opposite. Yes, uh, very fast and loud, and but that was okay. Let's try to to do a like a proper ending of this album. So that was a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought. And it was we also have another cool. another cover in there is uh, "Circumstances" by Captain Beefheart. Oh yes. Yeah, and that Captain Beefheart. Yeah, I don't see too many people covering Captain Beefheart. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, that's uh, that's another thing. We, <laughs> it's almost nobody covers because, of course, it's, it's so such a unique way of, of writing music, right? Yeah. And if you do whatever, whenever we we heard you know bands covering Beefheart, I don't know. It's always trying to. It's sort of a uh, almost hard to imitate. And you never, you never get it because they're incredible yeah. musicians. And it's so, so amazing. Yeah, you can't out beef so heart, beef heart. Exactly. We, we didn't want to imitate the song. We just wanted to make it our own. And that's what, that's always our approach in covers in general. Also, endless, endless sleep, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that. That's I love that song. Also, the original song is is amazing, and and we just tried. We added parts and we took off parts, but I would say the soul of the song is is still kind of there. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And how did Mike Watt get involved in producing this? Because he doesn't produce a whole lot of things. Yes, uh, that was uh, again another great experience for all of us that we'll never oh, yeah, uh, sure. forget. So we toured with Mike in China in 2017 okay. with him and a missing man. Uh, he came over because before him, uh, we also toured with Steve McKay from the Stooges into China. And they were playing with the Stooges uh, when they reunited, reunited um, a few years ago. Uh, so Mike knew Steve. And so he contacted us and said, hey, I want to come to China. Let's, let's do this together. Awesome. So we did a whole tour. It was amazing. And Mike is a sweet guy. Very, very, um, I would say, um, he knows everything about music. And, and we, he actually asked us, if you guys want, I could help you with the recording in San Pedro. And we were like, of course, yeah. yes, we would to do it. And a few years after, yeah, what is this? This is uh, 2019. So two years after uh, we went to San Pedro, we were very prepared because <laughs> we didn't want to uh, anger him. Right. <laughs> 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 no, but like, we really went in prepared because, you know, we have so much respect for, for him and his music and yeah. his legacy. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we, we recorded everything in three days at his studio. And he was very supportive and he liked the songs. He only had few, only few suggestions and changing a few things in few songs. Okay. But in general, he kept the soul uh, of the, the whole thing as it, as it was. And actually, he managed to really push us. He pushed us even further. It, it really, during the recording, that's, I think that's what really changed a bit. The, because we, we did a live recording. It's not separate tracks, right? Oh, okay. So it's we are all in the same room. Wow, 
he presses play, he pushes play, you know, or he pushes record, sorry, and, and then we all, that's, that's what you hear. Wow. There's only very few, uh, I would say, overdubs, like it's things that have been added later, only a few of them. That's awesome, man. Hey. He managed to, to, to push us and say, guys, you gotta, if you're recording live, you have to do it. You really have to play with your big balls out. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do it like he said, you know, he's, he's all about doing things econo. So that's exactly that's the way you gotta do it. You gotta feel the danger. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that it was all recorded live. That, is, that makes it even more impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I gotta look at my notes here. I got kind of got lost. Yeah. The, here, hearing your story about Mike Watt, I got like I got I kind of got <laughs> lost at where my note where I was in my notes. But uh, you guys come back to the states and and to Italy a couple times a year. Is that? Do you get yeah. culture shock coming back to the U.S. and to into Italy? Um, because you've been there a I mean, long time now. Yeah. Oh, it, I haven't been back. Three years now. Wow! So <laughs> it won't be as cause a shock when I go back now. <laughs> uh, hopefully this year. Um, I would say yeah, a bit, but I don't know. Uh, it's actually quite refreshing going back home. Yeah. I, I don't. I never feel weird. Like you know. Okay. Things like oh, I didn't. I I don't. I didn't remember we were doing this thing. No, I definitely do remember. And <laughs> kind of, that's still part of me and. I don't know. Not really. I wouldn't say that we have a, a counter. Uh, maybe the only thing that it will definitely it's completely different is the way we uh, we use money in China. We only use our phone. Our, we only do every any transaction is all on our phones. Wow. I don't touch cash since probably 2020. Wow. Like early. To th so it's more than a year that I don't even I don't even have cash with me. And we, as me as everyone else. So right. basically, you have one application on your on your phone that through which everything happens. You pay the bills, you buy your train tickets, you uh, book a cab, uh, and you pay for anything. Wow! And it's a sort of, also a sort of a Facebook kind of thing. So you have these moments. You have a sort of feed of of posts of your friends or whatever. So it's it's everything in one application. Oh, so that's wow! That. That's very different. And when we are, we are touring, it, it's the opposite, right? So you have a bunch of, if you're in Europe, you have a bunch of currencies. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put some. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, that, that's definitely uh, going to be uh, interesting to see when I go back. So that's... that will be hard to get used wow. to cash. Yeah, I don't have any cash because I'm, I'm poor. That's just, that's the only reason I don't have any cash. <laughs> so I was listening to the album yesterday at work and you're so fucking cool is a such a mm. cool song. I love the three cool cats reference in that when that comes in. That is so fun. I'll you guys do pull a lot of stuff from from fifties and sixties music. This is Chachi. Yeah. Chachi is, I'm serious. Like, I don't know much about that ah. era. So, 
he's yeah he loves that he loves that music and and every time he can he just tries to bring it into also in, in our sound and it's definitely there for yeah. sure but it's not coming from all of us, yeah. I have to say. So, so, when you're writing, him. so when you're writing collaboratively, that he that's his part. He's bringing the 50s. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got this. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a 50s thing. Yeah, but maybe we can. And then we can try to change it a little bit. But, you know, we all bring our part to yeah, the song. And you guys ended up doing a recording a video in North Korea. Yes. How did that I wasn't happen? there, but. The guys that were there was uh, it was Chachi and Jimmy, drummer okay. and 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 singer. Uh, well, they, they, it just happened. Um, it wasn't really all the whole thing wasn't really planned from the beginning. They wanted to go to North Korea, North Korea, and they went just visiting the, the whole thing. Okay. So you, of course, as you know, you only can go with a very strictly organized tours and so on. So you're followed around. It's it's all very strict. Right. And. There was only one place where they asked if they could record, like with a camera, right. with a GoPro, whatever it was. And that was this amusement park in that you can see in the video. Yeah. That was the only place where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you can record here. So they asked be beforehand, be you know, before doing that. And then when they were there, it was like, oh, let's just try. And wow. that's what they did. And then uh, our friend Alessio, who is the director for all, many other uh, videos of round eye uh he put it he edited everything and he put it together and that's that's the video but basically it was like it really they were tourists they were just yeah. on, on vacation and they said <laughs> let's just have you know just make a video in north korea spontaneous north korean videos yeah. that's that's pretty punk i gotta say yeah yeah right <laughs> we checked it out i think we are the first punk band doing that there's a before us there, i think there's a rap or hip hop duos from America or from somewhere. Okay. They, they did something like, but it's not punk. And this right. is probably three or four years before us. Um, they probably went over with Dennis Rodman or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But it's curious. And yeah, it's, in a way, it's interesting. Yeah. It is. It's very, one. I mean, they, that's, you know, it's not a destination for music videos. I Not what I normally no. think of. Is it tough to get gear over there? Like, good high quality musical gear no no I, I have to say actually every venue most not every but most venues have uh, a very very good backline equipment yeah. it's really top quality okay yeah no so i would say no it, but of course it's a little more expensive compared to the, to the states uh, okay and you know getting amps and and bases and strings that's there's no problem with that oh yeah 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 even with the uh, with the the tightening with the uh, xi jinping no okay i i would say no there's not a problem you can find whatever you want yeah absolutely what about recording uh i know you, you mm -hmm. recorded in san pedro but yeah i mean do you guys record in china very often or you yes. just yes. how do you get i mean is it the same as anywhere else trying to get studio time or is there a difference no it's uh, we have recorded many times here in china okay. um the albums uh both albums before this one were recorded here in china okay. at a studio a friend of ours he owns the studio and we are very good friends with him he way you and uh no it's it's pretty much the same it's pretty much the same they have okay. all the equipment and they have everything and the process is whatever you want it to be as, as i said we prefer to record live 
because I think we, we think it captures better the essence of the band. But yeah. you can do separate tracks. I mean, there's you know so many artists in China, Chinese artists and Chinese bands that yeah. uh, super popular and yeah, they they definitely have the the, the skills, the expertise. I because I'm always curious. I hear I always hear that it, you know China isn't really super open to foreigners and expats doing things th that aren't touristy. So I, I'm, always, I'm just kind of always curious to, to find out if that's actually the case or if they're pretty accepting of you guys and music and what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, again, of course, politics is one thing and right. the, the daily life, you know, the regular people that you meet in the streets is a completely different thing. I would say, yeah, of course, Chinese are very, very um, uh, welcoming also with, with foreigners. Maybe not all of them, but it, there's there's never been really, at least not personally, an instance where I felt, I don't know, threatened or uh, right. not well, not at all. Never happened. Oh, cool. That's awesome. It could happen that, you know, sometimes, because at the end of the day, any Chinese person that listens to the TV news or whatever, you get this this kind of nationalism, you know, just showed in your in your throat. Right. So and and you get it and you and that's in you basically. So sometimes you can feel it a little bit, this sort of, you know, underlaying pride and nationalism that sometimes they, they can do some comments, they can make some comments or whatever. If they are, if you, if you have a bunch of group, a group of people that might be drunk or whatever, they can say something, but that's, it's, that's what it is. It's never really dangerous or anything like that. No, yeah. No. And that, that, that can happen anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I know I've kept you for quite a while and it's we're getting kind of late over there. Where can people find the album? How can they get the album from you guys? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, okay. The album is on on every major uh, platform, so Spotify, iTunes, and all that. Right. Uh, but the physical copies, I, I don't. I mean, they will be distributed in in America for sure. So I don't know we, where exactly, but definitely there will be a distribution in America. Okay. So the our label is uh, Sudden Death and. I'm pretty sure Canada and America, they will be covered. I don't know, again, where exactly. Or... People could just look up Sudden Death, probably through I'm, their website. I'm sure, yeah. Yes, yes. And is there a social media presence that people can follow to, to keep up with news for the band? There is a Facebook page. There is an Instagram page that okay. we all, because Instagram and Facebook are both banned in China. So you, uh. well, we are we can we can up upload and update them. But um, yeah, those two are the the Western media social media platforms that we have. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. Well, there's this Chinese social media. Also, we have a page. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And we have our website that also not doesn't really get up, up, uh, up, updated very often. Very often, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Livio, I, I appreciate you spending so much time with me and, ex and explaining this because I don't have a whole lot of experience with bands no in problem. China. And uh, yeah, yeah, I hope uh, I hope I didn't ask you every the same questions everybody else asked you. No, no, no. It's 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 good to talk about these things, of course, especially with you know who who is curious about what, what's happening over here for sure. Thank you so much. This has really been awesome. Thank you. One of my favorites so far. I appreciate it, man. Okay, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. The night was black, rain.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.